please be seated. Many of you, I'm sure, are familiar with the German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer and his book, The Cost of Discipleship. Bonhoeffer, a Lutheran priest, wrote this book as a reflection on the Sermon on the Mount, what he believed it meant to follow Christ. The original German title was Nachfolge, which translates literally to following or the act of following. It was this theology of costly discipleship, his resistance to Nazi rule of Germany that would lead to his arrest by the Gestapo in April of 1943 and eventually to his execution on April 9th, 1945 for his for being implicated in the plot to assassinate Hitler. In his book, The Cost of Discipleship, Bonhoeffer seeks to make a distinction between cheap grace and costly grace. One of the arguments Bonhoeffer makes is that cheap grace is grace without cost, without discipleship, and without the cross. Contrastingly, costly grace, he argues, calls us to follow Jesus. It compels us to submit to the yoke of Christ. Yet this yoke itself is grace, because Jesus says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Bonhoeffer continues in saying that as Christianity spread, the church became more secularized, that it became more accommodating to the needs of society rather than focusing on the commands of Jesus. This accommodation was the submittance to cheap grace. We, however, encourage this ethic of cost and of earning and of hard work in our children today, though, when we encourage them that, and tell them that being successful requires practice. Whether it is in band, football, baseball, music, dance, soccer, or any other extracurricular activity, be good, to get better, we must practice. But practice requires a cost. When we are successful at whatever our endeavor, that hard work always feels rewarded, though. I personally have experienced this and know the wonder, how wonderful it feels when one is successful, especially as a team at something. As Jesus is instructing these new followers, this large crowd that was following him I think he is coaching them up just as we coach our children today as we begin our gospel reading this morning and we hear Jesus tell the crowd whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother wife and children brothers and sisters yes and even life itself cannot be my disciple when we hear whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple, seems rather harsh language. However, after reading it several times, I couldn't help but think about my old high school football coach who would often look at me and tell me, and telling is kind of a nice way of saying, do what I think, not what I say. What he wanted was for me to have an understanding of his overall game plan that understanding what he was trying to say, we'd all be more successful. The use of this word hate, though that does pose some translation issues, 
I don't think what the author means by the use of the word hate located in our reading this morning is meant to evoke rejection and anger, but rather should be more defined as simple disregard. Still, this, however, poses questions for us, as even this instruction would have been countercultural to society in Jesus' day, just as it is for us today. A person's whole existence was wrapped in their family during the first century. Families were the entire support system. There were no social services to help those with little to no means. Being a member of a family often meant the difference between life and death. Jesus, though, is telling the crowd that has gathered that to follow him, one must incur some cost. And that one should start to see themselves as part of a larger divine family. And that in doing so, you might be giving up somewhat of the safety net that is one's traditional family. Jesus is also telling us to bear the cross. Yet in choosing to bear the cross of Christ, we are choosing life. We are going against the empire of our day that offers hurt and suffering. And in bearing the cross, there may be cost, but we are choosing meaning. Not only are we simply giving the opportunity to choose but Jesus imparts on us the seriousness of this choice as he tells the stories of the builder and the ruler and the logic regarding whether or not to begin construction or whether or not to engage in war. Jesus does not want us to enter into discipleship haphazardly. Our decision to follow him should be made deliberately, thoughtfully, Jesus knew the importance of family, would not instruct us to cut off all ties, but rather he wants us to learn the difference between love of family and the divine love that we are called to devote to God and the cost that they will incur for following him and giving him that devotion. Bonhoeffer knew all too well the cost of discipleship as he watched the Nazi party come into power in Germany in the 1930s. He was given opportunity after opportunity, even encouraged to leave the country. Having studied in the United States, he was given opportunities to return here, as well as opportunities to study under Gandhi, among others. Yet he chose instead to remain in Germany working to oppose the teaching of the pro-Nazi German church. He did this through writing, through the operation of an underground seminary. These actions, along with his stance against the Nazi party, would eventually lead to his imprisonment, subsequent hanging. We remember Bonhoeffer as a martyr Every year on our church calendar on April 9th, the anniversary of his death, and we celebrate his life and work and his call to bear the cross. This call is to work, but it is also a call to community 
for this work that we do as the church is not work that we must do alone. As we continue to move back into the life of the church that looks so familiar to us, let us reflect on the things we work for, the things that are earned, and how so often they mean so much more to us. There is a poem, it's often called the Bear Bryant Prayer, however, the actual title of the poem is A New Day. It was written by an accountant from Texas who worked for Chrysler named Hartzell Wilson. This poem was said to have been found in Coach Bryant's pants pocket the day he died, and it reads, This is the beginning of a new day. God has given me this day to use as I will. I can waste it or use it for good. What I do today is important because I am exchanging a day of my life for it. When tomorrow comes, this day will be gone forever. Leaving something in its place, I have traded for it. I want it to be a gain, not a loss, good, not evil, success, not failure, in order that I shall not forget the price I paid for it. In our lesson this morning, I think Jesus wants us to think first and foremost about what he would have us to do. Secondly, will our decisions, even in the mundane and everyday lives that we sometimes feel we live, do those decisions glorify Jesus? In seeking to become disciples, are we keeping the main thing the main thing? What are we willing to trade to follow Jesus? I'd like to close with the collect for the feast of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Let us pray. Gracious God, thee beyond in the midst of our life, you gave grace to your servant Dietrich Bonhoeffer to know and to teach the truth as it is in Jesus Christ, and to bear the cost of following him. Grant that we, strengthened by his teaching and example, may receive your word and embrace its call with an undivided heart. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.